In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. To the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Alongside me, as always, is Jay Randall. Mr. Jay Randall. Jay Randall. <laughs> You're my creaky seat. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Uh, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the Chicagoland fishing show that just took place this past weekend. Uh, Jay and I were both uh, in the booth with Rocktown Adventures. Uh, Jay was there supporting Jackson kayaks, talking to people about all the new Jackson boats. And I was there, obviously, talking about the wonderful Bonafide, but also talking about <laughs> other boats as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a great show, man. Um, I know we both talked to some of the listeners that stopped in the booth and uh, I think that was definitely cool to put faces with names and, you know, even talk with some of the guys that uh, we hadn't talked to uh, previously. So, um, you know, I know one gentleman in particular, uh, I don't want to name any names, but uh, he started listening to the podcast right about the time me and Scott had started it, and he was just getting into kayak fishing and 
you know, it's pretty humbling to say that he's learned a lot from just listening to the podcast once a week and, um, you know, whether it be rigging up his kayak, doing techniques, things like that. Um, he said he's just uh, taken a lot in. And uh, it, it seemed to be a consensus ugh, consensus among a lot of the guys. So uh, thank you for the kind words, guys. And uh, thanks for stopping in the booth. We definitely appreciate you. So um, Yeah, it was cool seeing all these guys, <clears throat> uh, meeting a bunch of different people and you know, people that are actually listening to the podcast, that was kind of cool. You know, it, like Brian's saying, it's, it's nice to get, you know, a face to the name um, and actually have uh, some dialogue, you know, on the side about certain subjects and just kind of shooting the uh, breeze, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know one guy came up to me and he's like, you're Brian, huh? I'm like, yeah, how you doing? Shook his hand. He's like, you got the podcast, huh? I was like, yeah, you know, I got a kayak fishing podcast. We talk about, you know, kayaks, fishing, all this stuff in general. He's like, I know, I listen. Last episode was Spencer Jones. You know, you guys were talking about kayaks on the roof of a Prius and like going off name and all like the side notes from the episode. I was like, whoa, I wasn't doubting you, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I think he was just trying to give me a hard time. But uh, it was definitely cool, man. I, uh, I think that was probably the best part of the show for me. I don't know about yeah. you, but I, I think <clears throat> that kind of that kind of hit home for me, and uh, it was very humbling. But uh, it, yeah, I love the shows, man. I think that's that for me. That's probably the my favorite part is just doing the shows, meeting people, talking. Um, you know, again, just you know, kind of getting the lay of you know the land with everybody just figuring out you know, where they're all coming from, what they're interested in. And, and, you know, they get to know us too more as, you know, just regular guys. Yeah. Right. Um, right. You know, I enjoy that, uh, that exchange all the time, you know I mean? And they, and that facility is huge. Um, yeah. you know, I mean that the, uh, I think it's like the, what the Renaissance Renaissance Hotel. convention center. Uh, well, it's considered the Schomburg convention, the Schomburg center, convention center, yeah. but it's, uh, connected to the Renaissance hotel. I stayed there one night because I had uh, some plans. Yeah, some plans Baller. for Friday <laughs> evening. I will say, man, that hotel room was sweet. The hotel in general was nice. I don't know if you walked over into there at all, but um, it's beautiful. Uh, they definitely did it right. So, and uh, yeah, pre- ever since they uh, ever since they moved the show over there, yeah, um, you know, I pretty much frequent I frequented the show like plenty of times and. I've walked around it. It is. It's, I mean, that is truly a five star location. Um, and you know, they have anything and everything. There's marble upstairs. And yeah, I know, I, I know my son was like, he's like, dad, he's like, I went everywhere around here. He's like, this place is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. like, I was on every floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say, I mean, I stayed there the one night and even the pricing wasn't horrible. Um, you know, I think I paid like 130 bucks or something. And, you know, I got valet parking, all that stuff. So I didn't have to fight the crowds in the parking lot. So that was kind of nice. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Tons of space. There was a lot of exhibitors there. Um, I know we got to walk around and chat with a few, which we'll get, get into in a second. But, uh, you know, the Rocktown booth, uh, I think it was pretty successful for Rocktown. Um, 
it was cool because there was a lot of interest in a lot of different boats and it was not not necessarily folks that were already in kayaks but people that were interested in getting into it you know i talked to a lot of people that you know had a lot of questions and were like a little weary of getting into kayaks and kayak fishing and things of that nature and uh you know people were kind of taken back i think by how far the kayak the fishing kayaks so to speak have come i mean in the booth we had uh jackson big rig jay's boat uh jackson kusa the bonafide ss127 the new canoe frontier 12 new canoe flint the old town topwater and the blue sky and the perception uh 12 footer yeah. with the pedal drive <laughs> i forget man i i don't pay attention to perception very much but it's a good entry level pedal drive kayak you know um but i would say i think we talked about it at you know the one day i think out of all the boats that i just named off the blue sky got the most attention but yeah i think the blue sky like blew the doors off a lot of people Uh, my my favorite part was bringing over the guys from the boats yeah yeah a lot of them the boat yeah Yeah. and they were like whoa what's that (laughs) like i really like that well you know and i was like you know they were everyone's like they didn't know what to make of it but they liked it yeah well and i will say like the guys that were super interested in it were the older guys you know yes they're like you know when we think of a kayak we have to sit down and like sitting in a kayak and then getting up when you're at your old age you know that's hard and that seat on the blue sky everybody was like all the old guys were like i could fish out of this i could Mm -hmm. totally fish out of this i don't have to fish from shore or i don't have to call joe to go out on his boat or something like that you know they were like i could definitely do this you know and I thought yeah, that couple, couple that with you could step right off a dock and well, you don't have to worry about it flopping like you know not like in a kayak where you got to step kind of in the middle and right and all that stuff. These guys were like, oh, you can just step like right on the side. Like, yeah, they didn't, it's not gonna flip. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's very sturdy. Yeah, no, and and I think that was a big thing, man. And uh, I thought that was cool. You know, I know uh, my old man and my uncle, who you know, both of them are you know in their 60s and uh they're talking about each getting one you know because they can use it where they live and you know they were just you know i had told the old man about it several times and uh he's like well i want to see it i want to see it i want to demo it and i'm (laughs) like calm down just come to the fishing (laughs) show you know but uh yeah he they were both totally blown away and you know my my dad's got a knee that has been replaced. The other one should be replaced. My uncle's got back problems. You know, so with that seat and everything, you know, it would have been perfect for him. So I think they're uh, they're definitely going to order one. So we're already in the works oh, yeah. of that. So, but, uh, yeah, and truth, truth be told, too, <laughs> um, I mean, for me this year, that was actually a toss-up between the big rig and the blue sky because I was like, I could get in either one, but it made more sense to get the big rig because I would, you know, it wouldn't have fit on, or the blue sky wouldn't have fit on my trailer because sure. since I added the the second tier to it, right? 
you know, otherwise I was like, oh, I would have been all over that thing. I mean, not, not that you can't put it in the back of your, the bed of your truck, but it just didn't make sense for me to get it yet. But man, from being on it though already, yeah. um, earlier in the year 2018, um, I mean, it's, you know, if you haven't been on one, you got to test this thing out because, you know, if you're not, you know, f- fully vested in getting a kayak, like you need to consider the blue sky, especially if you're considering something high end, because sure, this thing adds a lot of dynamic to the the sport of fishing. Not only that, uh, it's 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 mul- you know it's multi uh, purpose in the sense of you know if you're a, an avid um, you know outdoorsman in in the sense of like you're a bird watcher or you're nature, you're like photographer, um, you know maybe you're filming there's a lot of pluses to the blue sky for these things alone uh, because it gives you such a large platform to work with uh, that. And it's, it's just the ease of movement is, is pretty astounding. Um, but uh, that's what I mean. That's what I actually noticed uh, about it when I, I was on it, I fished a little from it. I mean, it was, you can fish from it and with the E-Flex motor, it's even better. But uh, when you're like filming somebody, right. you have a lot it's it's a lot easier to maneuver that thing and to stay with somebody plus the way you're sitting and just like your posture it's it's almost natural for that type of an environment uh i mean i think that's like something a lot of people don't take into effect uh, or into account i mean you can you know you can take it down the river you can go camping with this thing if you wanted to it, it's no different than the kayaks it's got the flex drive on it so anything that's an fd you can run this thing ashore and you don't have to worry about you know jacking up the prop um but yeah i mean this it's it's a you know well versatile um the type of uh platform that uh, a lot of people just haven't seen yet like in person i think when you see it in person you'll really i mean it'll you know you'll really get the wheels turning i mean it's it's, it's not a kayak it's not a boat you know it's a lot of things so i mean i dig it it's just fun to be on you know? yeah I mean, I know there was quite a few guys that came through the booth and they were like, man, I actually just wanted to see this thing up close and personal. I've seen pictures, video, things like that. And not only that, but, uh, you know, shout out to the KBL guys uh, that were in the booth. It was nice meeting a bunch of you guys and uh, look forward to fishing with you guys this year. But uh, some of those guys were like, man, this thing's like a fishing machine, you know? Oh, yeah. Some of the other guys were like, that's not a kayak, but, you know, it is what it is, buddy. But, uh, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's not supposed to be either. You well, know what I mean? It's people people got to realize. It's like, yeah, it, right. I mean, you can't compare it. It's not the same. Right. You know, it's just something new. Right. You know? Right. But, I, I mean, like you said, with that E-Drive coming out, um, which turns that thing into an electric motor, it's just that thing is going to be. That's it's yep. going to be killer for a lot of guys, and like I said, I think uh, the biggest audience for that boat is going to be the older crowd, you know, because they're like, I can do this, like I won't have to get way down in a seat and have a rough time standing up out of it and this and that. Yep. And uh, I thought that was cool, man. I'd like to see some of the older guys getting into it that can't afford the, you know, eighty thousand dollar boat. And not only that, being able to jump into tournaments and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know they got the time. Most of them are retired, you know. So that'd be a, a cool thing for them to do. It'd be 
I, I mean, I love fishing with old dudes because they got the best fishing stories. And, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it would be cool to hang with some of those guys at some of the fishing tournaments and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it was definitely interesting. Um, I mean, and yeah, they're. Go ahead. So Go ahead, man. I was going to say, like, you know, the other thing, too, that I noticed is that, um, dare I say it, the Bonafide got a lot of attention. Like, some people came right into that booth and they were like, they were like, that one's for you, buddy. Yeah, um, buddy. Like, I mean, they, 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 they just streamlined, like, they just, like, they're like, oh, that's what I'm looking for right there. Yeah. I mean, these guys already knew and they're like all sweating yeah. it. You know, they're like, man, this is great, you know. I, and, you know, truth be told, you know, when I'm helping out in the, you know, in the booth, it's like I don't show any, uh, you know, any bias. I mean, I'm always like, hey, sure. you know, hey, this is a good boat because I know you use it a lot and, and yeah, I see it in action. I mean, I know it's a good boat. So, I mean, you know, I'm showing these guys a bona fide just like I would anything else. But, yeah, I mean, there was some genuine, like, interest in that boat. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, I'm the same way as you. I mean, yeah, I love bona fide just as much as you love Jackson. But, you know, I I went through because I had a lot of people looking at uh, Frontiers. And I had experience with that boat because I fished out of Scott's boat, you know. So uh, there was a lot of going back and forth guys either A, already knew about the Bonafide and wanted to see it up close and personal, or they were on the fence between Bonafide or New Canoe or Bonafide and Jackson. And, you know, like I told everybody that came in the booth, there's pros and cons to every boat. Every yeah. boat is going to have something you don't like. Um, every boat's going to have a bunch of stuff that you do like. It's all mm-hmm. going to be a personal preference and, you know, I I told so many people that it was just like, look, whatever I like doesn't mean that that's exactly what you're going to like. Um, you know, it's it. what I had suggested to a lot of people is come out to a demo day. Come paddle them all, and then you can definitely compare. Um, it was cool. I met a few guys that already had Bonafides, and, and it was great because – you know, yeah, I'm there representing uh, Rocktown, right? And I had people I was talking to about the boats. They thought I was just a salesman. I'm like, I don't even work for these guys. But then some of the guys that already had Bonafides were in the booth, and they're like, look, I'll tell you right now, like, this is what I like about it, you know, this, 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 and that. And, you know, people were like, oh, looking at me like, I guess he's not lying to us. <laughs> You know, (laughs) you know, because they're 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 thinking I'm there as a salesman, which obviously wasn't the case. Um, But it was funny. Like I know a lot of guys that were working in the booth. Anytime somebody had questions about a bonafide, they would look at me and be like, "Brian, come over here," you know. And uh, I think I was able to, um, you know, tell people the reality of certain things that they had questions on um, or point out certain things that they didn't know, like being able to put your rods in the hull of the boat, um, mm-hmm. you know, the seat height on it, how it's got three different uh, seat seat heights and, you know, uh, being able to be rigged up with a power pole already, just like the Jackson um, and things like that. So it, it was – it was certainly cool, and I know you got a bunch of questions about your big rig because it was the same thing. If anybody had a question about a big rig, I'm like, 
let me get Jay. Hold on one second. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, or I'd go and grab a uh, shout out to Frankie Briggs. Uh, yeah. He's another Jackson guy. It, it was very cool <laughs> meeting him. He, uh, he's a character, man. I had a yeah. lot of, a lot he's of laughs. Else. Yeah. yeah. He's, a lot of laughs looking <laughs> looking forward to fishing with him this year and uh i even talked about uh you know maybe having him on the podcast and he said he'd be interested so uh yeah he'd be a riot he'd be yeah. a good addition for sure he's a character man but uh again he's an older guy man and he's got some yeah. great stories you know i i don't know what it is about yeah. you old guys but um well even like i mean off the subject even when i was um shooting more 3d art and doing tournaments i was always hanging around with the old dudes you know i mean they were those are the guys that had the most experience they're the most consistent you know and they could actually critique you and give you um you know uh give you ideas like how to improve i mean most of these guys were like national and uh, you know like national and state champions i mean that i was uh, shooting with so i mean you know those old guys man don't count them out yeah you know those those older guys they know what's up they they got some uh you got funny stories and they got true stories stories and they got some uh they got (laughs) intel yeah (laughs) you know yeah well i mean i can attest to it man i've been hanging out with the older crowd since i was like 16 you know but uh um you know like scotty purse but uh it's it's uh yeah yeah he called me sunday when i was at the show he said what are you doing He's wanting me to go up to Malax ice fishing. I'm like, dude, I'm at, I'm at the show. I got to work this week. Like, yeah. give me a couple weeks. We're going. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time, man. I know there was a lot of interest in uh, the boats we love. We sold some some boats. Um, I know we got a lot of people coming out to demo boats this spring. And uh, not only that, but you know, um, you know, our good friends at Rocktown. You know, a lot of people don't realize that they do other things than just sell kayaks. Um, you know, I was talking to a, a couple um, couples that were in the booth, and you know, they were talking about wanting to do like two or three day um, kayak trips. And I'm like, well, we actually do that um, at Rocktown. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they do some river trips down the Wisconsin River. Uh, they're talking about doing the Kickapoo River in the Wisconsin area. They do hiking trips. Like right now, like our busy thing at Rocktown is uh, snowshoe trips and cross-country ski trips. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were surprised, you know, because we're there at a fishing show showing off fishing kayaks. So it was cool, too. I mean, you know, our goal is always just getting people outdoors. And uh, it was cool. There was a couple of young kids that came through, and I'm like, what do you think, buddy? You know, you could do this, couldn't you? And uh, I forget who I was talking to, um, but, uh, you know, they were taking their young son out in a kayak, and uh, they just loved being out there paddling around. And I said, my daughter's the same way, and I think it's just the independent thing, that they can be out on the water in their own boat, you know, paddling around, have that experience, and... uh, you know, it was, it was very cool to hear people's different stories and backgrounds and stuff like that. I mean, like you said, just talking to people at the fishing shows is what makes those shows awesome for us, you know. So mm-hmm. um, it, it was very cool, very cool. So Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I think it's, too, it's important to um, point out, too, like, 
you know, Rocktown, um, like Brian had mentioned, um, you know, not only are they a kayak shop, but they also do cross-country ski, snowshoeing, hiking. Another thing they do um, and they're big into is kind of like off-grid type camping. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like boondocking. They uh, they actually hold some um, cooking, um, uh, I guess, like little expos at yeah. their like at their location. That's probably the wrong word, but they have – uh... they, they basically I, I, show you yeah, I how, to, like, how to use the stuff they have. Yeah, I attended one uh, – was it in December, I think? Yeah, it was in December. Uh, backcountry backpacking cooking demos, you know, with yeah. the, the little single burner stoves. And, um, yeah. you know, the, they do a couple of those a year. Um, so if you're interested in that, you know, and not only that, the nice thing about that is when you're doing, like, float trips in the kayak – you know, yeah, you, there you go. Keeping everything condensed, and you know, and the reason why I went is for the fishing tournaments. You know, like yeah, I got my mm-hmm. two burner camping stove, but if I can have things more compact, um, cheaper, easier way of doing things, like I was all for it. And I will say that at that demo, um, the guy showed us how to make bread in twenty minutes over a little one burner camping stove thing it was pretty impressive oh yeah like yeah i don't even know how to do that <laughs> yeah it, it was cool man not that um, i need any more bread but yeah, well <laughs> you know yeah but if you know you're out paddling all day you know that's a source of energy man so uh yeah you know it, it's cool that they they offer all those different programs and uh yeah i you know i can go on talking about rock town forever you know but uh yeah, yeah no, it, they they they, they uh, you know they serve a purpose out in Rockford. I mean, like you know, we're up north. You can't sell kayaks like all year round. I mean, it, the interest just won't be there. Sure. So you got to be able to adapt as a shop. You know, up here you got to be multifaceted, and you got to like know your audience. Yeah. Uh, or or your demographic. You know, and out there it's you know up towards Rockford. I mean, you're a hop, skip, and a jump away from Wisconsin. Sure. You know, from the border. So I mean, there's a lot to do up there. A lot of outdoor stuff. So it's kind of the perfect location in my opinion for a shop like that yeah you know to be able to command the area i guess absolutely and i think the big one of the big things uh that i noticed is like i would say probably 70 percent of all the boats we sold were new kayak anglers which Mm -hmm. i thought was awesome you know that's true there were a lot of people that are rolling through there that had never considered you know, kayaking or kayak fishing rather. Sure. Um, you know, so it was kind of cool to kind of introduce people to the sport, like the idea of it and, you know, what you can do with it. I mean, I even offered going out with a couple of people. I'm like, Hey, yeah. give me a shout, you know, hit me up at the podcast, email me, you know, or hit me on Instagram, something. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll make some time so you can see how it is. I mean, I even told one dude, I'd like, I'd bring out one of my kayaks in case you just, you know, cause if you're on the fence, Let's get out there and try it. I don't know. Well, and kind of spread the love. (laughs) And that that was the thing, too, is I did the same thing, and I was like, whatever boat you're thinking about getting, I'll pick up the demo boat from Rocktown, right? And and here's the beauty of Rocktown um, when it comes to boats, real quick, is, and and I told a lot of people this that came through the booth, you come out to a demo day or you can actually rent the demo boat and you know 
Rocktown charges 20 bucks for the demo day. If you want to rent for a full day fishing kayak, it's like 60 bucks. You tell them ahead of time, like, hey, I'm looking at buying this boat, but I want to go try it out, make sure it's going to fit me, this and that, so I want to rent it for a day. What Rocktown will do is if you come back and you're like, all right, I want to buy this boat, they'll take the money that you put down on the rental or the demo and they'll take that off the purchase of your boat. So you're not throwing 60 bucks away or 20 bucks away. It's going mm-hmm. to the actual purchase of your boat. And that was a big thing is, you know, like I told everybody is, you know, we want to get you in the right boat. We don't want you to take a boat home just because it looks cool or whatever. And and there was even people that put money down on boats where we told them, you know, they were kind of questioning it. Like, is it not sure if I want this one or the other one? And we're like, look, when you come out to pick up your boat, we'll let you demo our demo boat, you know, same model, and the other one. And if you end up going with the other one, that's fine. We'll take your deposit and put it to that one. It doesn't matter. You know, we want you to be happy with the boat you purchased and not, you know, returning it and being all upset and, you know, whatever else, you know. So I think that's cool. You know, I know a lot of shops do demo days. But I don't think a lot of shops do rentals on the actual boat you want to buy, you know. So I think that's yeah. uh, that's super cool that they do that, and uh, you know they're flexible well, not, with it. Yeah, and not only that too. Like <clears throat> when you do the, uh, well, when you do a drift or something, they'll actually let you pick your boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. You know, so I mean, you're still demoing, but you're actually going on the trip, so you can really yep. get the full experience. I mean, yep. I'd say to anyone, if you're really going to come try out one of these kayaks, bring your fishing rod. You know, right. like use it like you would normally. You know, like get out there and fish with it, see how it acts. You know, like because I mean, if you, especially if you're new to kayak fishing, there is definitely a learning curve. It's not a big one, but I mean, it's enough where you know when you've got to handle um, a fishing rod and then also a paddle you know sure. it's maneuver because i mean now you don't have a trolling motor you don't have that whole you know you can't just use your foot um I'm, <laughs> you, I'm, have the, you have the weirdest smirk on your face that's because i just remembered <laughs> something i just remembered something like i was like i couldn't hold it anymore all right what do you got, what do you got? <laughs> so yeah i was gonna crack something no. like, <laughs> we're recording this this is going on youtube we told you guys we were going to do more of these so uh, no, I just remembered the one listener, um, who came into the show booth and, uh, he was talking about fishing a river that you fish a lot. And oh, to me, oh, yeah. and then he's like, he's like, I launch at this point. Right. And this, and I'm like, yep, I know exactly where you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, I caught a huge pike. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're at, and he's like describing where it is. And I'm like, I had the same smirk on my face, and uh, he's like, does Jay fish around there? And I'm like, that's Jay's secret spot. If I were you, I would not tell anybody about it. (laughs) So then I was like, hey, Jay, come here. And I was like, this guy fishes in an interesting location you might want to hear about. And he's describing it to you, and you're like, dude. That's my spot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't be telling anybody. Yeah. I'm telling them how to take pictures over there. Yeah. So, so it you was. Will, you will die of a thousand cuts. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, man. He's like describing it to me, and I'm like, 
yeah, I know the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jay, come here. <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. I had to throw that out there. So, um, but yeah, it, it was cool, man. Uh, I had a good time, met a lot of great people. Uh, not only people in the show, but you know, guys like Frank, um, Bill Schultz on the, uh, uh, Jackson team. He was there doing a seminar. Um, the KBL guys, like I said, uh, got to spend some time with some of those guys, talk to them, you know, get some input on the season and, you know, the background got to meet, uh, former guest Dusty Yacker. He was there working in a Hobie booth and, uh, Lee's global tackle, I think is the name of that place. Right. And I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what Lee's global bait and tackle, um, Got to meet Dusty, so that was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, you know there was some some interesting seminars. I know Bill Schultz was there talking about uh, catching Door County Smallies. I didn't catch the yeah. the seminar, but uh, you know he was telling yeah, me. Yeah, we about were too it. busy working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Uh, you know, I got to talk to him a bit about it, um, even though I didn't hear it and. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting. You know, that guy catches a lot of fish up there, um, both out of a kayak and a big boat. But, uh, you know, it was cool to hear his perspectives on things and, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know. The, yeah, and that's the thing, too, about like this. You coming out to these big fishing shows, you know, in the big cities. Um, you know, I mean, there, Mark Zona was there. He was talking about smally fishing as well. Um, you know, there was, uh, what is it? I think John crew was out there talking about drop shot yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. tricks and stuff, you know, uh, Jim's, uh, Sarek, I think that's how you say his name, but he's always there sure. talking about muskies. Yeah. Um, I, I try not to miss any of his stuff. His stuff is always good. Yeah. There was a couple musky guys. I, I don't know if it was Joe Booker was there too. I think, you know, he's got his, yeah, Joe lures. Booker was there. Yeah. But a good friend of mine used to paint all his lures. So. Um, I, um, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge in that place. I mean, I mean oh, there's yeah. just so many, you know, and, um, you know, plus they got the big trough, you know, the, the hog yeah. troughs. So everybody's, yeah. you know, tossing baits in there and showing you how to, you know, what the action will do and what they're sure. doing at certain times of the year and right. water temperature and all that good, good stuff. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that, you know, for the people who can't, who don't have like a swimming pool to practice. Um, throwing their lures in to see what kind of action you're going to get, you know, year round. But uh, in uh, di- hey, didn't you run into some of the uh, some of the Guggen squad out there? Out there? Uh, it wasn't the Guggen squad. It was um, the boys, like Peric- the boys and company, right? Yeah, the boys from AP Bassin. Uh, Peric was there earlier. And, uh, I guess he's been battling the flu or something. So he took off early, but, uh, I was, I went to get a coffee or no, I was, uh, I was over at, uh, Duke West camps booth catch products. Um, I posted a photo of the new catch board. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out on Instagram or our Facebook page, but Duke, um, can etch the paddle and fin logo onto your catch board. So if you're interested in one of those, um, message Duke. We don't get any money out of it. We don't want any money out of it. 
But if you want to, you know, rock you the pa- paddle and fin logo, I mean, yeah, we do, but I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't going to work that angle with Duke, but, uh, he, nah, uh, nah, it's all good. he was, uh, he was kind of enough cause he makes all the boards for the KBL guys and they're putting the KBL logo on it. And, um, Duke fishes the KBL and he's like, you know, if anybody wants a custom logo, um, hit me up. And I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, um, you know, uh, what, what would it be to do the logo, uh, the paddle and fin logo? And he's like, Oh dude, like I've actually caught a few of your guys' podcasts. Um, he's like, I'd be more than happy to do it for you. And, uh, I sent him the, the image and he's like, dude, this is super easy. And then it was like 10 minutes later, he, he sent me a proof of it actually engraved. If you're not familiar with the catch boards, um, they're made out of anodized aluminum, I believe it is. So it's, it's a lightweight aluminum. Um, what's nice about it compared to like a plastic hog trough is you don't have to color in the little lines. They're engraved and painted, I believe is how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, your lines are never going to have to be remarked or anything like that. But uh, he put the paddle and fin logo on it. Uh, it was super cool. Um, so he told me, you know, if we got any listeners that are interested in it, just message him, um, and he'll set it up and, uh, you know, pay Duke directly. We're not putting it on our website or anything. I'll put some pictures of it on the website with a link to catch. I'll do it that way. I'll do it in the affiliates tab. Um, but, uh, you know, they're great. Cause I know my hog trough from last year is like chipped and broken and, all messed up so anyways check out catch catch products usa um i'm leaving duke's booth heading back to the rocktown booth and i saw uh soby mav uh murda and uh i always forget the other guy's name because he's newer to the channel uh on Perrick's channel and they were just sitting there by the concessions and uh I noticed murder right away, and then I was like, oh, shit, that's Sobe and Mav. So I uh, I turned around, and I was like, hey, you know, and uh, I'm like, love what you guys do, you know, keep on rocking it. And, uh, you know, we talked a bit, um, offered them to come on the podcast, because I know they, uh, they were up in Alaska this past summer, and there's a, a resort up there where... It's only kayaks. You go out kayak fishing for, uh, I think it was flounder in the uh, ocean there. And uh, they killed it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that will ever come to fruition. But, uh, you know, left it with them and uh, gave them my info. But super cool, man. You know, I know uh, the whole Guggen squad thing gets uh, a little backlash. You know, some guys like them, some guys hate them. But... I mean, my thing is, is, uh, you know, like I told Sobe, he does some BA video editing, you know, and, uh, you know, Mav too, they, they get some awesome camera footage, B-roll, stuff like that. It's enjoyable to watch. It's educational, but not only that, they're bringing the young crowd in. They're younger guys. And they're getting these young kids interested in fishing and out there with fishing rods in their hands. So, you know, and that goes for the whole Guggen squad, you know. I'm, I'm not a fan of all of them. 
I'm a fan of majority of them, but uh, I think it's cool what they do for the sport, you know, compared to, you know, some of the other guys out there that are complaining about them. At least they're getting the younger kids involved, and I think that's huge, definitely huge. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what your take is. About the younger people, man, (laughs) you got to get them out there because your legislation will vote it out. Yeah, right. (laughs) We'll start eating, you know, start eating away at our natural resources if we don't get younger people out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, you see it every day. I see it with my own kids. You know, it's hard, you know, because you're going up against YouTube and Twitch and, um, you know, just the phones by themselves, you know, and like whoever's a gamer. Because when we were kids, we were brought up, you know, we were kicked outside. Like, it's funny (laughs) because grounding us inside was like, we would be like, no, I want to be outside. And now it's like, you have to ground them outside. outside yeah. We had that conversation yeah. with a guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I remember when we were kids, man, we didn't <laughs> want to come home at night. You know, we wanted to stay outside yeah. and keep playing. And, you know, you've obviously with technology seen that switch. And, uh, you know, those guys, um, they do something for that younger crowd. That's encouraging, you know. Like mm-hmm. I said, they're younger guys. They're, I think all of them are pretty much in their mid-20s. You know, but the younger kids can relate to them. Um, you know, I try to be relatable, you know, but I'm not always relatable. Uh, you're not always relatable. But I think that's the key about those Googans, man. They uh, they keep it relatable, and uh, they're, they're getting the younger generation involved, which is huge. So applause to them for sure. But, uh, yeah, and, per- and Perrick and them, they're all local. Yeah, like all those yeah. guys, they're all Chicago boys. So Well, Perrick. And- you know, they they exploit the whole area. Yeah, well, <laughs> with John B. <laughs> yeah, Perrick and John B. are local, but uh, Mav and Sobe, mm-hmm. I think they're both from Minnesota. So, uh, because yeah. I was telling them about the home lake, and uh, they're like, "I'm not familiar, man. Where's that?" <laughs> so yeah. they kind of explain it, and then they were like, "Oh, okay, I get it. Yep, yep, I know what you're talking about." So it was cool, man. Uh, it was cool meeting those cats. Um, you know. I think uh, the one cool thing I did see um, was uh, there's a company called Enigma Fishing. Um, I saw a post like a couple days before the show started, and it wasn't related to the show. It was just uh, some new reels that they came out with. And I guess they um, started with rods. Now they're doing reels. And I saw their booth stopped in there. Uh, they kind of caught my eye, and they're buttery smooth, buttery smooth. Did you get any? <laughs> Did I get any? Oh my! Oh my God! Well, not well. It, this is you should show everybody. So know. yeah, let me pull show, one out. Come on. Yeah, let me pull one out. All right, so he he dragged me over to this booth too, and. Uh, I ended up talking to the dude at Arden a lot more because I'm on that team. But I did look at these, and these look really nice. Uh, they kind of remind me of, like, they're, like, I don't know, like a cross between, like, 13 fishing. They got a little bit of, like, Daiwa, a little bit of Ardent. I mean, I mean, they're pretty nice. Uh, w- which ones did you get? Like, what speeds and all that while you're hitting the mic? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm hitting the lever, and... <laughs> that thing just keeps spinning, but uh, this this particular one I'm holding is an eight point one to one. Oh, that's fast. 
I got two of those. Um, I got two 7.3 to ones. I got a flipping reel that's uh, 7.3 to one, and then I got a, I think it's like 6.5 to one that I'm using. So that can be like your crank? Yeah, that'll be on my crankbait rod from uh, Elysian. So, yeah, I expect what? a full full review on them. Um, I think what I'm going to do for uh, Friday's YouTube video is just kind of walk through them all. And not only that, they gave me uh, the high speed uh, high spool or high speed spool bearings too. Um, oh, cool. for free. So, and uh, I would just put those on. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, with, it should improve with Automon. Um, it's super fast, but here, um, for anybody that's interested, I forgot he gave me this card. Go to enigmafishing.com. You can save forty percent off Enigma reels for casting reels. Uh, the promo code's cast forty. Spinning reels, it's spin forty. Um, this was a one-time use only. Show this on the screen. It's like a scratch off almost. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it was a show special. So um, I think I'm going to order two of the spinning reels because they didn't have any of those there at the show. So I'm going to I'm gonna really put them to the test this year. Um, I was really excited about them. Um, just from what I saw before the show, and then once I put it in my hand and felt how smooth they were, I was kind of blown away. And I know um, he was telling me that the spools will hold 150 yards of 20-pound braid, I think it was, or floral, one of the two. So, I mean, it's got a nice chunky spool but the thing about them is is they're light i mean yeah light they're they're so, all really nice i yeah. i like i liked them a lot and, <laughs> i mean obviously you had more time with them and stuff and like yeah. i mean to be quite honest i mean that whole place is just sensory overload so you know you may think you're taking it in <laughs> but yeah i'll tell you what there's so much going on you know i mean i'm like at, at one time or one moment it's like i just got to get out in the hallway and just kind of like stare at the ceiling or something because you're like no oh there's just so much to look at you know well there's like so many companies i also um because the enigma guy told me about these guys have you ever heard of gamma fishing line i have heard of them that's all their different lines but uh they're uh they're based out of pennsylvania and um i got to talk with those guys for quite a bit and it's interesting what they're doing. Um, they got a fluorocarbon line um, that uh, the way it's it's put together, molded, whatever, is a lot different than what normal, um, you know, line companies are doing. And it's a thinner diameter than some of the other competitors um, on their fluorocarbon. So that was quite interesting. And then, you know, I... I throw a lot of braid. I usually use suffix 832. And I had an issue, and I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast, where, you know, sometimes that stuff, like, gets wound up, and you're going to cast, and it snaps your line, and then you're losing a $6 lure. 
like I lost a couple chatter baits that way this year, and they claim that that their braid will not do that. So mm. that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if it's just suffix gets weak over time or what it is, but I know that happened to me probably four or five times this year, and it was usually throwing a chatterbait. So, um, and I know their uh, their forty pound braid. This is ridiculous. Because I was talking to the one guy. He tournament fishes up here in northern Illinois out of a big boat. And um, let me find it real quick. And he was like, I throw uh, I throw 40-pound braid. The 40-pound braid is the equivalent of a 10-pound mono. So that's like super thin. So that's like, uh, I'm thinking like point, was it like 014, something like that, like mono? Point zero one two is the diameter. One, two. See, look at that. Yeah. Jane knows his lines. <laughs> it said, uh, it says uh, brake strength is 54 pounds. So I was interested in it. I didn't pick any up, but uh, um, they have like uh, bulk spools. So here, I'm just, this is their MSRP prices. 40 pound braid bulk spool 600 yards is 73.99 so that's cheaper than the suffix um, and then they have a mega bulk which is 2500 yards and it's 300 bucks so wow, that sounds nice but uh, yeah and uh, it was it was interesting talking to those guys like uh, you know um, it's a question I ask a lot of people and I, I asked them not because they were, um, you know, in a booth with fishing line, but just because they were tournament anglers. And uh, I was asking them about uh, braid to floral and, uh, you know, if they do it or whatnot. And the one guy's like, I have gamma, gamma line on all my uh, reels. And the one guy uh, that fishes tournaments up here, he's like, I just throw straight floral. I don't like the knot. It can get caught up on stuff. It's not worth it. And not only that, but their floral is a thin diameter. So he's like, I got no reason to do it. You know, I can throw a, a 20 pound floral and it's the same diameter as 10 pound test. Like, you know, why would I do that? So, um, and what he said made sense. So it was kind of cool talking to those guys. Um, I know uh, we stopped in the Dave's Bait and Tackle booth. That's a bait shop located in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And uh, we were talking to Dave. And uh, I'm like, Dave, I used to ride my bike to your shop when I was 13 years old to buy night crawlers because that's when I moved into Crystal Lake. And uh, I'm like, I'll be 37 next month. That's how long I've been buying from you. He's like, get the heck out of my booth. You're making me feel old, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy, too. He does a lot of guide services up up in northern Illinois and stuff. Um, he's always put me on fish. Super knowledgeable cat. Um, he's always talking to the anglers that stop in there. And, you know, like uh, we were talking with him, and I think you brought it up that because um, that was your first time meeting Dave, that it was great to – hear that the old guy old 
independently run bait and tackle shops were still around you know so oh oh yeah i mean that's that's huge these days i mean like i mean i don't know maybe because i've been stuck in the corporate world for so long it's like i kind of miss those mon pop type shops right you know and i mean don't get me wrong i'm kind of spoiled i got bass pro like right in town where i live so i mean i love bass pro but i mean but you know those smaller shops those are the ones like those are the the ones are going to be more in touch um with the local scene um you know and what's going on you know plus you get like a lot of knowledge from these older guys um or just pe- not even the older guys just people you know these shops pretty much um bring in like a certain type of um of fisherman <laughs> and or hunter and they're able to offer you things that other people won't like they're not just trying to like they know what why you're at the shop you're there to buy something that's why you're there yeah you know right. so they don't have to worry about selling you something like that would be the you know as opposed to being at bass pro but <clears throat> you're gonna get some like real intel on stuff that's going on you know what i mean like wh- you know what you should be throwing right now what all the other guys are coming in and buying especially if you're a bucket head yeah you know if, you, if you're you know slinging live baits um you know, I don't do that a lot myself. That's why I kind of use that term. So if we took that bad, sorry. Yes. But <laughs> that's what we call you guys. No, yeah. but uh, I mean, you know, and I, I got no you know, no quarrels with that, of course. But uh, I mean, I'm, I just throw lures. I'm too ADD yeah. for live bait. I just, sure. you know, even if I'm th- if I threw live bait, I would end up throwing a lure somewhere. So All it's right. like I just got to keep moving when I'm out there. But yeah, these local shops, man, I'd like to see more pop up. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Things are a little different these days. Sure. You know, it's harder to make it. You got to find that, you know, that niche in that area that you uh, want to exist. But, but uh, yeah, meeting Dave, that was cool, man. I said, I think he said 30 years, right? He's like, he's been open like over 30 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, no, it's longer than that. He opened the shop in, I think he said 80. 86. 86, yeah. 86 or 87, something like yeah. that. I remembered it because the Bears won yeah. in 85. Yeah. So I was, yeah. that's been a long time, 30 man. some years, man, 30 some yeah. years. And yeah. you know, I'm from my place to his place now is, is about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour drive, but I do a lot of work out there. So if I know I need something, I'll stop in there, pick it up. Like I know this summer I bought a pair of Costas from him because I lost my other ones in the, the, uh, great fire of 17 as i like to call it you know? yeah but uh yeah it um it's cool and and there like you said there's a lot of knowledge in that shop which is great mm-hmm. you know and, and they're always willing to share it because they know if you're successful you're coming you back, back to see them yeah. you know and that's with any big yeah. shop guide service whatever you know um it's just good for them and they've always been great about that so Shout out to Dave's bait and tackle. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say like, you know, um, you know, support any of these smaller shops when you can. Yeah, it's I mean, they, they need it. You know, they you know, they wouldn't. Ex- I mean, just think if we didn't have all these smaller shops everywhere, you would literally have to like travel all over the state <laughs> right. to get to these bigger, right. you know, not to knock Bass Pro or Gander or anything. I mean, those are, you know, they're cool places, but. I don't know. I just got a soft spot for, sure, you know, mom and pop shops. I just, you know, that's where my heart is these days. Um, you know, you can thank the corporate world for that pushing me in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Because those people matter. You know, it's I just get forgotten, and I don't like seeing that. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, but 
you know, it was definitely, you know, uh, it's always awesome being at that, um, at that function, you know, being at the, uh, the fishing show, seeing everybody, seeing the new boats, um, even seeing, I mean, like literally the boats, cause we were surrounded by them, but, um, you know, all the new stuff that's coming out, you know, some of your favorite companies, I mean, they were pretty much all there. Uh, you know, there was some, you know, really good food. There was like some wildlife that was there. Yeah. There was like owls and hawks. Yeah, you got a killer shot of that owl. Um, check that out on Jay's Instagram or Facebook page, right? It's on both. Yeah, it's on both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was killer. We walked up and you were like, hey, can I get a shot? And the, the yeah. owl kept turning its head, didn't want to see yeah. your camera, Jay. But uh, yeah, I did that or my face. That, that bird. <laughs> That bird was just beautiful, man, uh, and it was cool. Yeah. They had that red tail hawk there, and then um, they had some other. They had like three or four different kinds of owls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, and I've only seen like like, I mean, I've seen a couple. Like owls are pretty cool because you just don't see them a lot. But I remember last year when I was down at Lake Ma, or up at Lake Mendota, um, off the Madison Chain, and there was like I think it's called. Like, you know what? I'm not even gonna fake like I know, but it was like this white and gray owl in the midst of all this greenery, just like staring at me, and I was just like so, just like oh whoa, you know, had to like kind of stop, took a pic, you know, took a picture with the phone, but sure, it doesn't do it justice. But it was just right. neat. This thing's scoping me the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> just watching me, you know. Well, and you're only two feet away from the thing, you know. It, yeah. You know how often are you gonna get that close to that kind of bird? It's it was just unbelievable um yeah i thought thought that was super cool (laughs) speaking of which um that reminds me talking about wildlife and stuff i know i've mentioned this uh prior on the podcast but i got to meet uh, one of the illinois conservation officers in the rocktown booth um he was looking at getting a kayak uh he wants to get out kayak fishing on his days off and i thought that was awesome I'm like, I thought you'd be sick of fishermen and fishing, you know, dealing with us all the time. And he's like, no, man. He's like, you guys are all great. You know, yeah, you got your few bad seats, but he's like, I love it just as much as you guys do, you know. So it was cool about that. But um, what I talked to him about was uh, uh, I said, hey, let me ask you a question. I said, I heard, you know, this could be a rumor. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, the whole Asian carp situation in the Illinois River and getting up to Lake Michigan or whatever, I heard that they were going to um, dump a bunch of alligator gar in the river for helping control the um, Asian carp population. He's like, looked at me real funny, and he was like, that sounds fishy to me. But he's like, "Um, why don't you stop by the table before you leave tonight and... um, the guy that would know is one of our DNR biologists. And, uh, man, I wish I remembered these guys' names because they were super nice, uh, just full of information. And so I did so on my way out the door. Uh, I stopped at the booth, and, you know, I waited as the gentleman was finishing up with somebody, and the, the officer was there, and... Uh, the officer looks at him and he goes, this guy's got a kind of a strange question, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I told him you would be the guy that would know the answer. So I presented the question to him and he said, well, actually, um, that's part true. And I was like, 
what do you mean by part? And he said, so we're dumping alligator gar back into the river to rebuild the alligator gar population. Um, in doing so, um, yes, the alligator gar will actively seek out the Asian carp, but that is not the exact reason why we're putting the alligator gar back into the river. Um, just the, the numbers uh, are low. And they want to rebuild that population because I believe they're native to that river, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he said, yeah, the, the gar will definitely eat them. Um, but that's not the exact reason why we're doing it. Um, I also asked him about Kentucky Lake. I said, do you, do you know anything about the Kentucky Lake situation? And he goes, I hear it's pretty bad um, from, from folks I've talked to. I said, well, do you know uh, if they're doing anything about it or what their plans are to do about it? And he said, that I couldn't answer for you, um, but I'm sure they're working on something just like we are. Um, but he answered, he answered that question, and he was, he was super knowledgeable, super friendly, super nice. You know, he wasn't like, what the heck are you talking about? Get the heck out of here, you know? <laughs> um, and that's the thing, you know, anytime I've – encountered any dnr officer in any state they're always friendly um you know if you're a jerk to them they'll be a jerk back to you but um you know so respect those guys man they're just trying to protect our resources um so shout out to the illinois dnr for for taking the time to you know answer that because it was literally at show close and they could have walked out the door but um they sat and talked with me for a good 15 20 minutes so and I don't think I told you that, but it, it was super cool to to uh, chat with them about that whole scenario. So. Yeah, so a couple things to your points. So Kentucky Lake, as anyone knows, it, like if you've ever fished it, it's awful. Uh, I mean, in terms of the Asian carp, yeah. Um, we've all run into huge, huge schools. I mean, I've never seen so many swoops on a fish finder before. Um, so many people fall hooking them with crankbaits and it's just insane but i actually saw a post i think it was today uh where there was a there was a guy i don't know these are like some fishermen uh they're i don't know if they're sanctioned by the uh by the dnr or what they're doing but this dude like had like a hundred and like fifteen thousand pounds of fish on his boat there was just carp all on the inside i mean it was nuts um but they're all like the asian carp and it consists of like four different carps if you don't know what the asian carp are um one of them actually is called asian carp and then there's uh what is there's like the silver carp or something i don't know know i'm not a big carp guy but uh they are everywhere and they're kind of like the the swine of the water sure they reproduce so quick um it's hard to make a dent but uh but I, i remember there was the dnr the illinois dnr put out um some kind of a publication just kind of telling everybody to start expecting this is a few years ago sure. start expecting to see four five and six foot gar um because they're eating the the asian carp i imagine and i don't know if that's like just the regular gar or alligator gar but i imagine at one point you're not gonna be able to bow fish these things anymore uh until we get this uh you know get the asian carp uh, under wraps uh, and in control but um you know i i would expect 
to see that legislation come down the pike eventually too because if they are making a dent and they know this because they've opened these things up sure um and they found you know loaded with carp with these asian carp so um but yeah i mean if that comes down the pike just be wary of that so i mean even if you're a bow fisherman listen to this you know try to be able to identify and like maybe just not kill the car or kill the guards i mean just let them do their thing because where i fish there's a ton of them sure i mean I didn't even know what they were at first until I figured it out because they'll, you know, they're usually in the middle of the river hitting like the little fish, but they'll come right up to the boat. And I didn't, obviously didn't know what they were until I actually saw them. Sure. You know, and this year I'll be fly fishing for some, I found a really cool way to, to fly fish for them. It's a, it's a secret until I tell everybody later on (laughs) (laughs) once I catch one, but uh, it's a really unique way. I can tell you that. And it's not what you think. Like it's, you know, uh, I can tell it's, it's going to be definitely, different but they're a unique creature man they got and um they're real interesting um you know i've never eaten one i've, I've only caught like two in my time with cut bait uh but uh i mean if they can control asian carp please do so yeah right 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 and that's and that was kind of my stance on it too like if it's gonna help i'm all for it man and i i mean i've never personally caught a gar uh that that's a bucket list fish and uh I know my buddy Thomas, uh, he, he did not know. I just saw him Saturday night and, uh, we were talking about it cause, uh, I believe he heard the first time that I had mentioned alligator gar and the carp situation. And he had texted me, he's like, what's an alligator gar? And I'm like, dude, just Google search it. You'll, you'll see 8 million pictures. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, he texted me back. He's like, I want to catch one of those. Those are <laughs> some bad mothers. And I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, they get huge down in Texas and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's they're a unique fish. They're they're like sturgeon, right? They're a prehistoric fish. And yeah, they're they're nuts, man. They're their outer skin is crazy tough. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about them, you know, nothing will really mess them up. So, um, yeah, it, it was very cool, uh, like I said, that the uh, DNR, you know, uh, came up and talked about it and all that stuff. So, um, who else? Did, we talked to talked to a gentleman up in Canada. Do you remember that guy's name off the top of your head? Uh, I don't I don't have his card with me. Yeah, they run on... Uh... They ran a, a charter. They got a lodge, of, lodge up yeah, on well, it's, Eagle Lake, Ontario. You know, a lodge on an island, right? Yeah, it looked yeah. really cool. It's uh, I don't know Canada that well. Um, I just know that it's basically right above Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it's most, uh, uh, it's pretty much you know better. Yeah, it's pretty much straight north of International Falls, Minnesota, but. Uh, okay, I, that's I, not. I, I well, n- no, because you you kind of go. International Falls yeah. is over the point, the yeah. upper point, which is above Wisconsin. Um, it's it's pretty much up by Dryden, um, if anybody knows where that is. Um, I've fished Eagle Lake once when I was 19. Um, great walleye fishery, awesome smallmouth. There's big pike in there and uh, <laughs> some big muskies as well. So, um, yeah, they yeah, looked amazing. 
Yeah, and we were talking to him because we were like, you ever have guys come up on kayaks? And he's like, no, you know, usually guys rent our boats and this and that. And he's like, and then he was telling us about a river or a stream that comes, uh, drains out of the lake right there next to his lodge. And he was telling us that him and uh, one of his staff floated it one day and they basically tried to get as far as they could. I think it was like 15 miles, but he said... The cool thing about it was, is there was like nine lakes along that float that, uh, you know, they were just paddling, they weren't fishing, but he's like, that whole thing is just chocked full of fish and it doesn't get hit much because you got to be in a canoe or a kayak, um, small boat in order to get through, um, parts of that river. So, you know, me and Jay were talking to him and, you know, we'll see what happens there, but. Yeah. yeah, I think we're going to have him on the show too, right? Yeah, we talked about having him on, and uh, he said he'd be up for a podcast. You know, I think it'd be cool to, you know, talk to our to our fellas to the north, and yeah, uh, and that'd be a unique perspective. Canada, yeah. um, <laughs> the only part he knows. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd yeah, be a unique perspective. I mean, that's uh, you know, there's a lot of fish up there that they fish for like i guess i would say like unconventionally like you you don't have to really like troll for a lot of those fish yeah. you can really sit out there and cast for them yeah yeah you know those big old walleyes the pike you know the musky um Eagle. you know they even got like what steelheads up there and everything too right uh, they got trout up there as well it's trout um <laughs> oh but, not quite uh, steelhead yeah. size i know Still, though variety is insane up there in canada right right and i know uh Eagle Lake is a real rocky lake. Um, the one thing about that lake when you're in a big boat is there's a lot of boulders that are the size of houses um, that oh, are wow. just under the water. And some of them aren't marked. They'll be marked on like a Navionics or something like that. But you got to be super careful up there because you could rip the lower unit off off your boat super easy. So, you know, some of those areas where it's shallow like that, that holds huge smallies, pike, oh, yeah. muskie. So for kayak guys, that would be that would be huge to get into some of those spots, you know, that don't get hit. So um but yeah, yeah, we'll have to check that out. Like Yeah, it was super cool. Um we'll have to uh post his info somewhere. But uh yeah, if anybody's looking at going up to Canada, um you know, his lodge is beautiful. They get you on some solid, solid fish. We saw a bunch of photographs. Um, I know Jay was drilling over the pike pictures. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to go. I want to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just need more time. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it was super cool, man. I I don't know. Did, we, did you talk to anybody else? Like products, anything you saw that were interesting? Uh, I mean, like, I just, it, honestly, uh, I was kind of like all business while I was there for sure. the most part. Yeah. Um, I remember being kind of exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you were there like every day and like, I only had two days worth and I was like, Oh my Lord. Oh, I'll, I was, like, uh, I'll say this. Um, I saw wind grips there. Uh, they make grips for fishing rods. Um, and this is kind of an announcement, um, you know, as you guys know, I'm on the Elysian fishing rod team, and they've been working on a kayak rod. 
And I don't really think I've ever seen the wind grips up close and personal um, until the show. I know Luz has got a style of them. I don't know if they're made by Wynn, um, but um, I know the new kayak specific rods from Elysian are going to have those wind grips on. And I was super impressed. And not only that, the guy in wind grips was telling me that um, they have like a tape that you could wrap around your cork rods to convert it to the actual wind grip. What it is, is it's kind of like a rubberish, rubbery-ish type grip. And I said, well, how is this when it gets wet? You know, because obviously in kayaks, our rods are getting wet, stuff like that. And he said, when it gets wet, it gets even tackier. Um, mm. And, you know, it doesn't get... It's like s- a tennis grip almost. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like baseball. Yeah, or, or a, similar to some golf grips, golf club grips. Sure. Um, so it was super interesting talking to him. And I didn't know that they sold that tape that you could wrap around like an EVA foam grip or a cork grip. Uh, something like that so it was cool seeing those I chatted with that gent for a few and um, you know um, I'm gonna have the kayak specific rods at the upcoming shows Um, I'll post some pictures I'm supposed to get them right around next week sometime Um, so when those come out uh, they're gonna be released the middle of February so if you guys are looking for a kayak-specific rod, um, you know, reach out. I can I can tell you what the specs are. Um, I believe there's five different rods in the casting series, and the same thing for the spinning series. Um, but it was cool seeing the wind grips. That was one other thing I did see while I was there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it was a cool. Uh, it was. Good for you. You got a lot more exposure out there than yeah, I did. Dude. So I like visit a lot more people. I'll tell but, you what, man. I mean, standing on concrete so. for eight, nine hours a day for four days in a row will yeah. make your legs and feet real sore. But uh, yeah, it was worth it. Dense concrete. It was worth it, man. <laughs> it was definitely worth it because I, like I said, man, I met a lot of cool people. I know there's a lot of new listeners to the podcast from that show. We were handing out stickers and. You know, talking to podcasts, especially to the guys that, and gals, that was the thing too. There was a lot of women that were like, mm-hmm. I want to get into this. Um, yeah. And I, you know, told the story of the gentleman that I mentioned at the beginning of the pod that uh, learned a lot just from listening to the show. And people were like subscribing on like iTunes and, you know, uh, other platforms. And, uh, they're like, I'm going to listen. I want to learn about this stuff. And I said, you know, we talk to all kinds of people, share our experiences, things like that. So that was cool, man. Um, but uh, we got a sh- we're we're going to be at two separate shows coming up in what two weeks? Not this yeah. coming weekend, the weekend after, right? Yeah, the weekend of February, like what is it? Eighth, 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 ninth, and tenth. Um, yeah, I'll be at the Rockford. Uh, boat and fishing show in northern Illinois that's right uh, by I-90 and East Riverside Boulevard at the Sports Corps Complex. I'll be there with Rocktown. It's maybe 10 minutes south of the Wisconsin border 
from the Chicago land area. It's about an hour and 20, hour and a half, maybe, depending on where you're coming from. Uh, where are you going to be, Jay? Down in Tinley Park, right? Yeah, I'll be in Tinley Park, Illinois at the Tinley Park Fishing Show. Um, it's actually at the high school, uh, which is really unique. But uh, I'll be helping out Fluid Fun Canoe and Kayak. Okay. They're out of uh, Indiana. Um, forget what town, but I've helped these guys out before. Uh, and there's actually a pool there. So what's cool about this venue is you get to actually try out and like demo some of the kayaks that you're interested in. Um, of course, it is a pool, so it's not that it's not that big, but at least it'll give you an idea of. Um, you know how you know how it floats and stability. you know what the stability is like. Uh, you could still pedal around in there too. Um, it's kind of funny because when you get out, like because the, the Hobies will be in there. I know that for sure. And then you'll have like you know Jacksons and native watercraft and yeah. you know it's kind of funny like just watching the organized chaos of it all. Yeah. But uh, but it's a good way to get out there and really try out some of these yaks. Um, but yeah, it's it it's a unique uh, environment too because it's in a high school but let me tell you they use like every square inch of this place i mean it's it's pretty amazing how much stuff gets crammed in there and this is more uh it's a fishing show but it's kind of an outdoor show too yeah um they even have like deer they bring like like you know like deer there and stuff that you can pet and yeah yeah dude it's crazy I, awesome. I usually get caught up over there i was like a little fixation with like big wild animals <laughs> what about uh what about pedal drive kayaks you could test those out in the pool too yeah oh that's cool yeah yeah anything yeah you got like i said you got the hobies you'll have uh any of the fds and um you know like i said native watercraft uh whatever i guess um uh, uh fluid fun's gonna bring uh, sure. they have a pretty good selection um of stuff but uh yeah it's a good time out there um like i said it's it's cheap too it's not um it's not expensive by any means and there's good food there um, there's good deals. What I like about this one is it's, it's kind of like, you know, so you, you know, we do, we do the Chicago show, you get all the big names and all that stuff, but then you sure. come to this show, you yeah. still got some pretty big names, but you got the local, you've guys. got like regular people. Yeah. Like yeah. local people who are, have small, uh, you know, have, uh, uh, small companies and, um, you know, who have helped out too in the past, but, uh, it, it like I said, it, it's a, it's a unique perspective. Uh, and it, I think it gets you a little closer to the commu- uh, community it's, um, as well. And, uh, you know, it's you know, it's kind of cool. And then you should, like, they cram a bunch of bass boats in there, too. So that's interesting. <laughs> like, nice. All, like all the bass boats and stuff. But, you know, with all the snow, it should be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah. I, really, I really love going from that. Really far parking lot. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Over to the high school. Right. It's pretty brutal here right now, so. Right on, right on. Well, but, but uh, yeah. Jay will have some paddle and fin stickers down there, handing yep. those out. I'll have some at the Rockford show, and then uh, are you doing Madison, or you're just coming up? What's that? Are you doing the Madison show, or are you just coming up there to hang out? I don't even know yet. Okay. I mean, uh, I got to look at the schedule and see what's going on. Madison show is the end of February. Um, it's Canoe Copia, right? No. Uh, Canoe Copia oh. is uh, beginning of March. So, okay. So uh, Madison fishing show is February 22nd, 23rd, 24th. 
Canucopia is like a big paddle sports show, which is uh, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. So um, I'll be at Canucopia just walking around. Uh, I won't be in a booth with anybody unless Bonafide gets at me. Hit me up, Bonafide. Uh, but uh, shameless plug. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll be in rock uh, in the Rocktown booth at both shows, uh, Madison and Rockford. So come check us out. <clears throat> I know I've heard that Rockford they had a pool in the past. I don't. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to have one this year. So uh, that's something I'll find out and we'll talk about on the next pod before it comes up. But um, yeah, should be good. So, you got anything yeah. else to add to this, my man? No, man, I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, it was just fun. Uh, it was great meeting everybody. Uh, some of the newcomers, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, getting the word out there about kayak fishing and, you know, all that other good stuff. And Absolutely. And I know I'm going to see you this weekend. We're going to do a little ice fishing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Hey, yeah. Purs is going to come out too, right? Yeah, yeah, Scotty oh, Purs. Oh, yeah, Purzy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was like so besides my, beside myself because I've had all my gear rigged up. You know, we've had all the warm weather in the north. I've been like just chomping at the bit. I got out once this year, and then it was like finally ice is safe. Can't go. Got to be at the fishing show, and uh, it was well worth it. I'm not complaining, uh, but I would have liked to have on ice fishing but uh you know on my way home this evening i s- drove down to the lake and there was uh like five shacks out so and they're out in the center of the lake so the lake is now solid so we can get to my secret spots out there so yeah i'll be we're gonna try to do a catch and cook too hopefully. yeah yeah aka the brush piles which everybody knows where they are anyway <laughs> Yeah, but uh, such a secret. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where they, you know, we're gonna hope to get into some crappie, some gills, and some northern pike. So it should be good. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll be filming some of that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I know we did a quick announcement right before the fishing show started. Um, Rocktown is doing a 20% off deal for paddle and fin listeners um, when we're doing the fishing shows. So those dates that I just mentioned, um, the paddle and fin code will be good for 20% off all your kayak fishing accessories. Promo code is all caps, paddle, fin, 20. Um, So take advantage, guys. Uh, I know I saw the new NRS Chinook. I'm going to pick one of those things up. I don't know if you saw it at the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, paddles, PFDs, Yak Attack stuff, new canoe accessories, you know, jacks and stuff, you name it. Um, You know, that'll work for it. It won't work on boats, but it'll work for all your accessories and stuff. And then uh, I know our man over at Hammered Lures, uh, he's still running his promo code for paddle and fin listeners, and that's PNF20. Um, save you 20% off on some awesome plastic baits. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. You guys can follow us at paddle 
the letter N in fin.com. Uh, Jay posted a blog that's up there. Uh, I'll have some new blogs going up as well in the very near future. Um, our store is on there as well if you want to get a t-shirt, hoodie, something of that nature. And uh, if you guys ever have a question, or comment, want us to talk about something, email us, paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com, or go to the Anchor Podcast app. Leave us a voicemail. You can play it on an episode, answer your question. It'll be like you're calling in live. So I think that's about it, my man. Until, yeah. until next time, guys. Tight lines and smooth paddling. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.